And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, July 6th. I know so many of you are taking this entire week off. I get it. I mean, I'm doing the same. I'm trying to take as much time as I can while everybody is allowing me the space to do so. But just in case you thought we were loafing, we put a ton of our work in the can and we are presenting it to you this whole week and uh, probably into next week as well. Uh, Mark, I did such a fun thing. We're recording this on a Tuesday morning. And you know what I did last night? This was a unbelievable, like so happy I live in New York moment. You ready? So I was able to see the Bono one-man show at the Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side. Um, it's not really a one-man show because he has a woman who is a cellist, a harpist, and a guy on keyboard slash synthesizer drums. It was unbelievable. If you're not a YouTube fan, it doesn't even matter. It was unbelievable. He told the story of his life because he wrote a memoir. And it was a stunning, uh, just immersive, amazing, amazing show. I bet they're going to film this. He's done, he hasn't done many shows, done a few shows at the Beacon. I bet they're going to film it. You have to watch it. And it reminded me how much I loved you too. And if you're wondering why I was late this morning, Mark, it was because I was like wandering off listening to the Apple Music U2 playlist. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I got to get home. And then I get logged in and I hear Mark say, come on, Jill, mad at me for being late. 
And uh, so anyway, I, that's why I thought I would just tell you uh, the God's honest truth. Why am I late? I was wandering around playing three different versions of the song I Will Follow by U2, uh, remembering one of the best concerts I ever went to in my life, which was the, I think, the Vertigo Tour up at the Boston Garden, the old Boston Garden. Amazing. Amazing. We're so lucky to live where we live. And if you live, if you're lucky to live where, live where you live, I'm happy for you. But oh my God, what an experience. By, by the way, you, you just saying that reminds me of something. Remember, I think it was literally last week or the week before we were, <laughs> we were talking about how great New York is. And I said, oh, somebody told me how much more house you can get if you live in Houston. I said, yeah, but then you live in Houston. Yeah. That annoyed some people. Thank God you said it, not me. So I apologize to all of our Houstonians out there. I love Houston. No, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never been to Houston, so I have no idea. Don't mess with Texas. Don't you know that by now? I like Texas. I've been to Dallas and Austin, but I have not been to Houston. Oh, so you so you said Houston. You All you meant was you're not in New York. That's really it. was not a side shot at Houston. It was just about like you love New York. So we don't have to diminish you for living where you live to tell you how much we love to live where we live. So uh, maybe we need to do some sort of event there. Maybe we'll do a Jill on Money live event there. From atop an oil rig. Yeah, or something. I don't know. But uh, anyone thinks that, you know, someone wants to fly a into Houston to do a big event, we'll do it because we want you to show us how much you love your city or your state, your town. Mark, do you know where the term don't mess with Texas comes from? Uh, No, but is it related to politics? Not at all. (laughs) You're going to love it. It was associated with a a campaign to have people litter less. Okay. I, I like that. Isn't that cool? That's how that that's how that whole campaign began, which is like, stop littering, stop throwing junk out of the car. And they had these big campaign billboards that said, don't mess with Texas. And they had also a like a big uh, public service announcement campaign with some pro ball players, et cetera. Anyway, don't mess with Texas, Mark. We love Houston. This is a program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. If you've got a question and you want to defend the honor of wherever you live, we are delighted to hear from you. And we make mistakes also, so we'll apologize when we do. So thank you for saying that, Mark. If you've got a question, go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. Today, we are going to do some emails because they do pile up from time to time. Uh, Let's start with Thomas, who's 34 years old. And he says, I make $120,000 a year at my company. My 401k through work has around $195,000 in it so far, most of it Roth. I contribute about 17% or so before the company matches 4%. Hmm, That's good. In total, I have $230,000 if you count my 401k from my old employer. Then we have this old 401k. It's worth $40,000. He moved it to another company a few years ago. And he says, I've been getting emails from the company saying my contacts there are no longer there. And I haven't heard much from them otherwise. I'm sure my money's okay. I'm just not an overall fan of a lack of communication regarding the transition. Is it worth moving it somewhere else? I had been working with them for a few years now, and I did appreciate the relationship. I understand transitions like this are normal. The lack of communication left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. This happens all the time, Mark. I know 40 grand doesn't seem like a lot, but I would like to find a place I can move my money and set up a separate IRA once I hit the annual limit on my 401k at my current company with low fees. Robo 401k, is that the way to go? Is there a particular one you recommend? Thanks, Tom. Hey, Tom, you know what I'm thinking? You have a 401k through work. 
why not just roll into the traditional 401k and keep it simple? And then if for some reason you're thinking about doing a backdoor Roth later, you won't have this money as an IRA rollover that will screw it all up. If you're looking for a robo, um, you know, we have different uh, ones that we we hear from. Mo- we get this most. I don't use a robo. OK, so I hear about it from you all. You know, they are really about how comfortable you are with the platforms that they have. OK, so, you know, we have been sponsored in the past by Betterment. It's a very good robo. Um, Vanguard has a personal service um, advisor. Schwab has a, a intelligent portfolio. But I think that maybe using your 401k at work, consolidating it is probably more efficient. Okay, next up, Keith. Oh, this is interesting subject, donor advised fund. I love donor advised funds. I'm going to explain it in a second. My wife and I are trying to figure out the best way to optimize our tax situation. We itemize taxes every year, but we only are, we are just a few thousand dollars over the standard deduction. We're planning on rolling our next year's charitable giving into a donor advised fund from a brokerage account we currently have. But next year, as we build up our following year's fund, should we save in a brokerage or savings account? Or are there other things we should be considering? Hmm. All right. So let me just say that a donor advised fund is a very cool thing because you can contribute either cash or highly appreciated securities into that fund. And then you can dribble and you can take like one big chunk of a itemized deduction for the year you make it. So maybe if Keith and his wife are having a big tax year one year, you can put more money into your donor advised fund can really make a big difference. It's a great way to control your taxation. When you're thinking about the donor, I think you're asking about how to invest in the donor advised fund yourself. But next year, as we build up our following year's fund, should we save in a brokerage or a savings account? I mean, what I'd like to do with a donor advised fund is to try to contribute highly appreciated securities. That's why I like investing it and having it in a, you know, again, it depends how often you're going to do this, but I like a brokerage account If you have a rotten year, you don't have to make a contribution for that year. And if you have an awesome year and you've got a huge uh, appreciation in your stock, you can throw that into your donor advised fund, not pay capital gains on it. So that's what I like. Give it a shot. Uh, I use the, um, just full disclosure, I use the Fidelity Charitable Trust. I think it's amazing. So easy to use. Okay. This next one is from Joanne who says... I would like to retire next year at age 62. Want to figure out when I should take Social Security? By the way, do you think Social Security will run out or be adjusted downward? Should I be concerned about this? Okay. First of all, big picture, uh, she goes on to say, my husband's 69. He is retired. He will take Social Security next year. Oh, and it'll be almost $4,500. I am 61. After taxes, I make $48,000. I don't contribute to an IRA or a Roth anymore per the advice of her certified financial planner. They spend six grand a month. They deduct it from the brokerage account. Take home pay is savings emergency. They have IRAs of, holy smokes, Mark, two, almost 2.9 million, Roth of 292, brokerage account of 400 grand, checking and savings 33, $400,000 house, no mortgage, no debt, uh, medical savings account, $29,000. All right, here's her social security breakdown. If she waits till full retirement, $3,200 a month. 
And if she takes it now, it's 2200 It's 62 Do you think Social Security will run out or be adjusted downward? I do not think that will happen in the time horizon that you are considering, Joanne. Okay? I do think that in future years it could be. But right now, I don't. And I don't think you should worry about it. In terms of when you should take it, I mean, it's hard for me to, you have so much money. So here's what I'm going to suggest. I think you're going to wait till your full retirement because then your full retirement and his social security basically covers everything you need. And then what I would start to do is, you know, if you retire, you can pull some money out of your traditional IRA, pay the tax on it, just use that. We need that to get dwindled down a little bit. You're just going to get slammed with minimum required distributions. Take money out of your traditional IRA to fund the gap between your need and your husband's social security and do that for a few years. Start getting money out of that account, pay the tax that's due, and don't worry about it. They're going to get slammed with, with RMDs. That's This is a, like a very perfect example of what how that can be so so daunting for people. That is a lot of money that you have in that pre-tax account. That I don't think there's any other way to do it. I really don't. Uh, good luck. And thank you for writing. Uh, let's see. Joseph refinanced his house. He's got a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, but I'm going to pay it off in 15 years. The interest rate is, wait for it, Mark, 6.75%. Yowza. Okay. $290,000 loan. Household income is 150 grand. I'm 48 years old and I'd like to have the option to stop work in 15 years. In retirement accounts, that's where they do most of their savings. 1.3 million total, uh, about three quarters in stocks and uh, the rest in bills and cash. Okay. I don't think you should pay off this loan in 15 years. I'm more interested in seeing if in the next few years, I would make minimum payments right now. And then I might be interested to see, hey, what would happen if you could refinance it and stretch it out some? And that way you can save some money outside of your retirement because you know, you're very hyper-focused on, uh, I want to stop working in 15 years. But if you, you you stop working, you've got the house, maybe it is paid for, but there may be need for you to do something different with your cash. And I'd hate for all that cash to be plunked down in your house and then maybe the housing market changes. I don't know. Uh, Kevin says, all the bad news in the regional banking system. I'm curious about how risky it is to keep my brokerage account with the private wealth management at my longtime regional bank. All the investments are in nationally known mutual funds and a few individual stocks. So one of the investments are in bank-specific products. But could a bank collapse limit availability to my accounts? That's a great question. I don't think that you have a lot to worry about. But the same deal on the money market account, you can't have more than 250 grand in there. Otherwise, you are going to be waiting around if something bad happens. But usually what happens with these with the wealth management arms, that's what's sold very quickly amid a collapse. So I don't think you're going to have a problem. I really don't. I don't think you have to move it. If you're happy with the account and the management, I would very much uh, encourage you to just keep on with your approach. Don't worry too much. I think you're going to be okay. I really do. If you have a financial question that you are considering over that barbecue and it's really itching at you, we encourage you to give us a holler. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. While you're on the website, of course, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Check out all the free stuff that's there, the resources, the blog, 
videos, all that fun stuff. As always, we like to remind you to please lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity, forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.